This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mansfield Town's stop-start season has quite literally been stop-start over the last fortnight. The home showdown with then-league leader Swindon falling victim to the weather last weekend before a trip to Northampton got the Stags firing once more with goals from Danny Rose and Willem Tomlinson. Plus, the solid performance between the sticks from Aidan Stone earned Graham Cochrane's men victory. As Mansfield's quest for improvement continues, it's another huge test as they face now league leaders Crew Alexandra on Saturday. Can they avoid another shuddering stop and keep going to earn back-to-back wins as the Stags come back to the Wonkall Stadium? This week, as we finally get time to do a podcast, we reflect on the fine victory at Northampton as we hear from the level-headed boss Graham Cochran and goal-scoring midfielder Willem Tomlinson. It wasn't a spectacle, but let me tell you, our players were absolutely magnificent. They wore they, they were the heart and the sleeves, they headed everything. Um, I don't think there was a, a Northampton player under six foot and they just got bigger and bigger off the bench. Air lads were absolutely immense, let me tell you. That was that was a true, true Mansfield Town performance. True grit, heart on the sleeve. And anybody who accuses these players of not playing for the badge, just have a look at what them lads done today. They stuck their bodies on the line for this football club today. We've come in disappointed because we've conceded a goal when we should have seen the game out and we shouldn't have been on the back foot in the last five minutes. But um, I can't complain, we've got the win. But just disappointed to concede. I seen it got a bit scrappy and then Nicky got tackled so I, I tried to kind of check my run and then Nicky tackled him back so I tried to stay on the first half, uh, stay on our half and then Nicky's played a good pass through and I've uh, took this one. We'll reflect on that and much, much more including the running putting a squad together for next season and rejoice as a Mansfield Town manager finally sees faith in podcast favourite Amari Sterling James. Ish, he's joined Paul Cox's Kettering on loan. As always, get your comments, questions and opinions in the live feed now and get involved with the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield matters and this is the Mansfield Matters podcast.
It seems like a very celebratory week this week. Amari Sterling James finally gets chosen by a Mansfield Town manager-ish. We get a win and me and Nathan get something we've been dreaming of for years. We're getting rid of Cam. Maybe. Yes. Maybe. More on that later. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast, the show for the fans, by the fans. A very good evening to you. And, um, and of course... Uh, I hope you've had a great uh, week and enjoyed that win on Saturday. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast, the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield Matters. Let's address something if you're watching the live version of this. You can see myself, Nathan and Cam wearing headphones with a new microphone uh, and them holding microphones as well. You guys uh, have been saying for weeks that you wanted the sound to sound a little bit better. So we've tried. We've raided some cupboards, found some old microphones and tried our best to try and bring you uh, better sound quality on this week's show. Let us know what you think in the comments. As always, uh, have your say on your team uh, as well. So that's me. That's my microphone talking. Let's get the thoughts of Nathan Edge and Cam Felton. Let's start with the man who's not been here for a long time, actually. I think, is this your first one this year? Uh, no, it's first one in a few weeks. Yeah. It's, uh, actually, mm, it I, think could, I, I think it could be the first one this no, year. it's not the first one this year. Are you sure? I think... Ish. Ish. Possibly. Uh, (laughs) The thoughts of Cam Felton. Cam, what a way uh, to uh, get back into football in action after, um, you know, uh, the break the week before with a victory at Northampton. Uh, Yeah, and it's a Mansfield Town performance. And I think Graham Coughlin sums it up perfectly. And it's Mansfield Town and they did it the hard way. And I I just thought, oh, if if someone that's been here a matter of months understands that Mansfield do everything the hard way, then... Uh, it's great to see that, but what he was saying in the, his post match after the game was uh, really good to hear from the manager that he, he liked the way that we were doing, and it's just getting a bit of positivity back into the camp, especially after a rough few weeks. Nathan Edge, um, you're a man in mixed moods tonight, aren't you? Tell us a little bit more. Well. A little bit yeah. higher on the microphone, if you can, please. Okay, yeah, there we that's go. Been that that's also, better, yeah. I can't get used to this. I know, it's, I know. It it's, so very, it's very weird because obviously this is where we are really finding out that Nathan actually is blind. Yep. He can't see where he's holding the microphone. Um, <laughs> we love you, Nathan. Cheers. We'll get your stand next for next week. Thanks. I, I feel very grateful. No, um, yeah, so obviously fantastic, but uh, you know, the sad news is Omar is gone. On loan, obviously. But um, yeah, so that's the sad news. But uh, no, joking aside. Um, most importantly, Saturday we got what we needed, which was three points. Um, slightly disappointed we didn't get the uh, the clean sheet in the end um, because I think Hayden Stone deserved it, and uh, just thankfully we got the two goals because we could have been very easily sat here like we have done many times this season and saying we've we've come away from a point when we should have had three three you know three points. So thankfully we'd already got that second goal thanks to Tomlinson. Um, but yeah, it was a a good win and needed win. I think we've now got some breathing space for the rest of the season. And can I dare say it? Uh, are we safe? Mm, yeah. It's a tentative <laughs> subject, isn't it? I mean, personally, I'm absolutely buzzing that um, we got that we allowed Northampton to score late on because it meant that I got a point in the pound prediction <laughs> league. Uh, who was closest at, at, at one point? Nathan, what was yours? Was yours one nil? One one. Yours was one one. So and Cam yours, yours was one. Two, two you nil. said two nil. I think yeah, two nil. Yeah, I didn't write it down because it was after I'd left 
I've left after, so I will Part write. Time. I will write it down now. Um, although moving this studio around, I actually have lost a pen. So Cam's found it. There you go. Always rely on Cam. Uh, we'll come to some of your comments in a minute. Nathan, what was yours? Was yours one one? One one, yeah. Two uh, one win, I think it was. No, I don't think it was. Uh, no, one, one, one. one. And you, Cam, yours was a what? A one nil win. Uh, 2-0 I think 2-0 yeah. doesn't matter either way because yeah. neither of you got the point and I did so there you go uh, right more on that later on uh, in the show keep your comments uh, coming in uh, Martin asks would like extended highlights of games be longer than um, than what is shown uh, at the moment at the beginning of the podcast we're not allowed to do that um, it's against we just can't do it uh, simple as that Um we don't have the rights to it and we ain't paying for the rights for it either. I'll so say, there you go. If you've got iFollow, then yeah. you can watch the full match back. Yeah, you as can. As well as other yeah. pilots. We, we, we yeah. can't do it, sorry. Um, keep your comments uh, coming in. Um, Ashley says Mansfield won't get in. Callum says headphones and microphones, it must be a miracle. Um, and Callum says, I wonder. I was wondering who was celebrating their goal in Aaron Craig. Yes, sorry about that, but the Pan Prediction League is a very competitive league and Nathan was far too far in front for my liking. So, I mean, I, you've still got a long way to catch up, to be honest. I'm not going to lie. I have, yeah, I have, yeah, to be fair. Uh, some sense to the proceedings. Craig says, great victory at Northampton. Uh, just wish we could string a run of results together, something we've struggled at all season. Um, and Martin says, I'm going for a 2-1 Stags win again on Saturday. It'll be a very tough test mm. on Saturday against Crew, but we would love to back it up with back-to-back wins. Um, let's go back a couple of weeks, obviously. it feel, we've, I feel like on this podcast this season, we are as... Um, consistent as the stacks uh, because we're either here or we're not like it's Tuesday for a start we never do podcasts on the Tuesdays because we're all busy on Thursday um, but obviously last week we couldn't we decided not to do a show even though we were all available um, because there was no game the week before let's go back to that point how vital do you think that could prove to be as we look at these last nine nine games or so having that game postponed against then league leaders Swindon Neath because it gave Graham Cochrane and Joe done that extra little bit of time to work on the players and and get a bit more fitness in them and get a bit more drive about them and it seemed to pay off at Northampton. Yeah, I think we've got two positives with that game being postponed. We've got the one like you've just pointed out there, the fact that it's given him more time to to work with the players on on the training ground, get carry on working on the fitness, which obviously has been highlighted as an issue uh, since he took over. So that's that's a big big factor that's helped us prepare for for the Northampton game. But I also think it might benefit us further down the line. Uh, obviously, it's been rearranged for a date that I can't remember. Tuesday coming up relatively soon. Last Tuesday of the month, yeah, thirty first. That's yeah. the one. So, uh, so obviously. Hey that's coming up soon, uh, soonish, and the difference is for me. I, I Swindon are going to be coming with a little bit more pressure on their shoulders than what they would have done a couple of well last week, basically, because you look at the pack around them now. It's it's getting it's getting busier up there at the top end of the table, and you know what it was like for us last year and and the year before coming to when it gets to the end of the season when you have got pressure to to deal with. Uh, teams can sometimes crumble, and that is an opportunity for us to take advantage of that and, and hopefully get a result against them and I just think that that's going to play into our hands even more so than, than what it would have done if we played them last season uh, sorry last last week um, so it's positive um, and and we want to finish the, the, the season strongly I know we haven't got much to play for apart from safety and I'd like to say we're, we're nearly there now um, so it'd be, it'd be good to play some of these teams like Crew, like Swin and the teams up there that we could try and get a bit of a scalp Let's go down that route what uh Nathan said earlier, Cam, he said, I'd like to think we're safe now, or words to that effect. 
mathematically for me, <laughs> we had this argument well, the other day. Mathematically, we're, we're not. We're not. But, but yeah, are Stevenage going to turn around a fifteen-point deficit considering their recent form? Sorry, I've got. I'm on, on channel brain. one. Yeah, I'm yeah, just I realise that now. Yeah. One, two, three. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I've, I've um, but yeah. You can't see, with the way that Steven has been playing in their form recently, they're not going to turn it round, but it's football, anything could happen. And considering the way that we play against teams up near the top this season, especially Crew at home, we've got a very poor record against Crew at home in recent seasons. Lost last season, lost the season before. Uh, we don't particularly do well, so... The thing with Crew as well is they're a very good side and they are they're going to be wanting to try and That's form it. some sort of gap. I mean, at the bottom, it's almost it's almost the opposite, isn't it? Like there's such a gap between us and and Stevenage, which is forming thanks to our win against Northampton, which has given us a bit of breathing space. But there is a sizable gap. Whereas at the top, it's very very tight, and I think it's only on goal difference at the moment, which is separating the two sides. So they're going to be wanting to try and get some form of. Uh, gap to form because we all know when it comes to the last four or five games of the season or so when it is so tight you you can throw it away spectacularly well, that's, yeah. and that's the thing even, even though we, we, when we played at, um, at Gresty Road we were uh, under John Dempster who was last game weren't he yeah Dempster's yeah. last game yeah so even though we, they were up there then and we were down more mid table back then it wasn't a game we were completely overrunning. We had chances, we just didn't take them. Yeah, I felt we were better. I, si- I felt we were the better side at Crew. I'm trying to think. I think Maynard, Maynard missed about two, seventy two or three one on ones, and it's like the game could have ended so differently. We more than matched them, and that's the thing with the teams that we played this season. We've more than matched m- most teams that we've played, but we've just not got the result. We, we've had some some awful games, haven't we? We've had some really really bad ones, but more often than not, we've actually. Done okay, but just not. We've, we've either given away silly goals towards the end of the game, like Carlisle, for example, just silly goals, or which has resulted to us either drawing or, or more often than not losing. And that's been the difference. It, it, it feels like we've had an awful season, but it could have been a little bit different with those small percentages of getting the defence right and, and putting the ball in the back of the net. Sounds easy, you know, we make it sound easy by saying that, but when you look at the one on one chances we've had, you know, of late, we could have actually. Got a few more goals to the to the score sheet, and you could it could have been so much different. And you think back to something like last season, we had the best defense in the league and one of the best in the country, and we were scoring goals for fun. And I know obviously we lost Tyler, but it, it, when you look at the defense, it's all bar uh, Kellen Watts and Kellen Gordon coming in. It's the same. Yeah, it's interesting at the minute, isn't it, with uh, the introduction of uh, Kellen Watts? Obviously, Matt Preston's not played for a long time. Played in the reserves. Uh, today quite a strong side of that we'll talk a bit more about that later on but uh, it seems now like Coughlin is, is finding a settled side he makes very few changes it only seems like changes and necessity at the moment at the minute for injuries and what have you and I think uh, for me it, it's just about trying to drag us through to the end of the season because I still believe that regardless of our winning against Northampton regardless of what we pick up in the next nine games or so there's going still going to be mass changes come the summer Definitely, you could, to go from one extreme to the other in such a s- short space of time. Then, yeah, you could put it down to poor manage- man management, but it could be just the players' heads aren't in it for a, a specific manager. And obviously, we don't want to accuse players of not turning up for a manager. But when you go from top three 
most of last season to bottom five this season, where does the blame lie? Absolutely. It's a question which I'm sure we will ask numerous times uh, in the end of season podcast, which for, for me, for once, I'm actually quite looking forward to. I don't usually like the end of season oh, podcast. Oh, so because, much to talk, to talk yeah, about. Yeah, because it signals the end and it means we don't get to see you guys for a bit. And this year it would be a little bit more sadder if you do actually go to university and leave us. Well, um, Cammy's off to university, by the right, way, potentially. Yeah. He's got an, off, uh, an offer today. Um, so this could be Cam's last series uh, but we'll get you on the phone or something now we've got this set up we could, anything's possible we could have oh, yeah, players on we could have anything yeah it could yeah Skype chat we could yeah you know, we could do anything yeah yeah it, we, you know we won't get rid of you that easily and, and no you will make sure we don't get rid of you that season <laughs> that easily but uh, the point the point is um, it, it's a sad podcast that last one but this year it'll be such a relief won't it because this season will over and we can really look forward to, to going again next year Nath well, unless uh, Steve needs to do the unthinkable and do close his gap on us. Worst case scenario, it might oh be a very God, different... Oh, God, you've said it now, haven't you? <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, I, I'm, I'm confident and uh, I, I'm, not that, I'm not always that positive, am I? So uh, to hear oh, that yeah. from me, you yeah. should take that as a, you know... Well, I don't know. Actually, you should probably take it as a pinch of salt, to be fair. But um, <laughs> but no, I, I, it'll be an interesting one, simply down to the fact, like you said, I just think um, we are going to see a lot of changes. Uh, and I think... Uh, Graham Cochran's gonna gonna really wanna well he said so do he really wants to get his hands dirty with the club and get stuck into it and and put his stamp on it as to so to speak so you know I I I genuinely do think it's gonna be a very interesting summer and I think we need that now I think we've had um quite a we have had obviously additions and changes but we've still had like a core of the team there. And I think probably now it is time for that core to change to try and do something different. And I think that's what he's uh, what he's planning to do. Let's save it for the end of the po- season podcast, guys. Saying, this or, yeah, this end of the season just... podcast will be completely different because last season we didn't get chance to do one we properly. Did. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like the Monday yeah. or Tuesday after the playoffs semi-final yeah. defeat and they'd got rid of Dave. So we didn't get chance to... Go over it. Every I, day. I remember we the haste, when we did. I remember the hastily uh, put together podcast at Nathan's, at Nathan's front room, Nathan's room, and it was from that's room. how hastily it was. It ended up being at mine and really randomly thrown together yeah. in my living room, wasn't it? Yeah. So it was like, oh god, what's going off? But yeah. then when we did get a chance to do one, all it was talking about was. Oh, well, Dave's gone now. What do we do now? You know what I'm most disappointed about this year, actually? It's, it's not the fact that we've we've not played very well and we've not done anything. It's that at the end of the season podcast, we can't go in the hot tub after because Nathan's not got it anymore. Oh, no. Depends how long it takes, takes my old house to sell. I have That's actually still definitely. got it. We might, be able to, we might be there. I mean, I hope we won't. I hope it's gone by then. But uh, well, you never know. They might let us come back and use it. We'll just, we'll just do it anyway. Well, yeah, why not? Just jump over the fence. Paddling pool, do whatever. Yeah, paddling pool. That, that would actually sum up our season. Uh, right then, um, uh, keep your comments uh, coming in. Really want to hear from you guys as well. It's not just the show for us to ramble and have a chat. It's your show as well at home. Uh, so get your comments in down below if you're listening to the live feed. If you're listening to the audio version of this, come and join us every Thursday at 7 o'clock. Ish, maybe. Probably. Ish. Especially when it's Tuesday today. Yeah. yeah. Uh, most Thursdays. Most Thursdays, yeah. Except for in two weeks' time when I'm actually forget. not here. So, that, oh, yeah. Like I said, this podcast yeah. is about as, as consistent as us this season. So don't forget, like us, and then also stick notifications on as well. Why didn't I just say that? Why is that not the catchphrase? There you go. Uh, right, keep your comments uh, coming in. Uh, Ashley says, he asks, who we sh- who should we get in next year? We'll talk about that later in the show. And he also has, 
asks, how many wins do you think the Stags will get in the last nine games? Just give me a figure. We won't elaborate on it. Just give me a figure. We'll elaborate on it later. Just give me a figure. Cam, how many wins in the last nine? Just a figure. Four. Four. Nathan? Five. Five. Nine. No, not really. <laughs> uh, I think four. Uh, uh, Martin says, the gaffer seems to, to really like Bishop at the minute. Uh, Callum says, I think from now on, it's about getting this season over and done with in the strongest possible way and Cochrane having a really good look at these players and seeing which ones he wants to keep for next season. Uh, Martin says, uh, I think the Radford shouldn't book Portugal uh, this summer either. I think it's guaranteed that they will considering the house is literally next door to the training yeah, complex. Yeah, but you never know. What offers team might not come back at the minute. The, well, that is, that is, that is true. Coro- corona and all that, yeah. Uh, we're not with mirror mass costs, you know, we're, we're not, yeah. I mean, we've probably Sharon's should. Caring. Sharon's caring, you know. If I've got it, you're getting it. We've yeah. not been bi- panic buying bog roll, so no, you know. no, we haven't. No. Please be considerate. Yeah, yeah. Please be considerate and 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 don't panic buy toilet roll or biscuits. Good yeah, salad. Biscuits. That's my Definitely job. Definitely get off the biscuits. Yeah, get off the biscuits. <laughs> That's the biggest thing Nathan's worried about actually at the minute. Um, uh, Ashley also says twenty points in the next nine games uh, would be nice. Uh, yes, it would indeed. Right then, uh, keep your comments coming in. Let's talk about that win at Northampton on Saturday. And we'll hear from Graham Cochran and Will and Tomlinson uh, in just a minute. Of course, a two-one win. Let's talk first and foremost about um, the person who didn't get voted man of the match, but in my opinion probably should have done. The man who's come in recently, uh, in between the sticks, young goalkeeper Aidan Stone, who's done absolutely fantastic uh, so far um, during his game time. And for me, he helped us in that game massively because 11 v 11, 0-0, free kick going all the way into the top corner, what a save it was. How important it, it, was that save early on, Cam? Well, it changed the game, because it wasn't it from that corner that we we went up and scored? Yes. Well, it, yeah, got the penalty, yeah. <laughs> it was. It was a fantastic save, and it, it's that sort of save that you could just watch over and over and over again. It was absolutely top drawing. Um, to just judge of, like... We get like our oh, keepers are oh, you supposed to make saves, but of that that quality, you just think you've you've done well there, because there's some goalkeepers that just watch that. Some goalkeepers out on Forest Green at the minute, but probably would have. Just <laughs> I was, I was that. waiting for that reference. <laughs> yeah, I was <laughs> as well. To be honest, just, it was yeah. coming. Would have sat and watched that go in, but um, now nah, if you look, you look at Hayden uh, Aiden's game. Uh, and obviously his first game when he came in was against Newport and it was horrific conditions and he's just improved ever since and you, even though we've got a Bobby as backup at the minute you can't see Aiden being moved yeah interesting about Bobby Elation that you brought that up uh, as well article on the uh, the Chad today following the news conference uh, saying that he's taking a little bit of time out at the minute for for personal reasons which obviously saw the young 16 year old uh, Mason Campbell be brought onto the bench for Saturday's game at Northampton um, obviously we wish Bobby all the best and hope he hope whatever it is he gets uh, over and, and gets through uh, because he's a very vital player for us but it's uh, also at, at the same time a great opportunity for uh, the likes of the young goalkeepers to, to, to come through and get that match day experience because Aidan Stone as well obviously you know he's, he's still a young lad himself himself as well isn't he Nate so it, it's it's rare actually that we've actually got a young goalkeeper our goalkeepers in the past have tend to be as all goalkeepers are more elder statesmen 
Yeah, I mean, you, you literally, you can look at sort of last season and the start of this season, and you'd look at the two keepers we had with Conrad Logan and Bobby Lechnick, two sort of very exper- experienced players. So uh, to have the, you know, Saturday, when you look at the lineup on Saturday, to have a very young goalkeeper between the sticks and you start in lineup, and then you look at the bench and you've got a 16 year old lad. You, you know, it's, it's, we've gone from one extreme to the other, but the, the good thing is, is that the recruitment in the summer to uh, to bring in um, Aiden, was it summer coming Aiden? Yeah, Aiden Stone yeah. came at the same time as James Clark, but yes. Stone came in straight into the first team because Aiden was injured. Yeah, so yeah. you know, to, to to bring him to bring him in um, the way we have, I I, I just think he, could, he so far I don't want to get carried away. It's only been a few games, but so far. He has looked a very, very good goalkeeper. You know, it, you know, Cam was talking a minute ago there about Saturday about how, you know, he's actual shot stopping. But for me, he's very commanding. Yep. And what I loved more than anything is there's so many corners that they had, and the amount of times they put the ball in the box, and he was out punching them out. And uh, I think we even one of the chances we actually we, we actually got a really good chance from that from him punching it out and we're well, getting on a break. The, and... the penalty, the penalty came from that, yeah. didn't it? So yeah. so that again, you you. The criticism we gave Conrad Logan at the start of the season was the fact that he didn't come out and command his box and retrieve the ball enough. He, you know, he's too, um, you know, you know, too sort of shy of doing that. Whereas, so on the we've now got the flip side. We've got a, comp, a keeper that is you know very comfortable or very confident enough to do that, and he deserves praise for it because it was very effective, especially on Saturday when we had teams that you know a team that was just putting the ball in the box at every opportunity and whilst we're on that subject as well of, of goalkeepers obviously in the last couple of weeks or so the stags have confirmed the appointment of a full-time goalkeeping coach very experienced uh, experienced man uh, who's come in to do that job and i think that this season in particular obviously pledger was there at the start of the season i always liked him um obviously left sort of um, october time-ish Conrad Logan then took it over and I always felt that that was an area we were missing and and perhaps in some respects that cost us a little bit because when you're a a person you're asked to do not just your job which is to be a goalkeeper but then to go and lead the goalkeepers and and lead the training there's so much more which comes into that coaching aspect it can take your mind off of it and I imagine that for that small period when Logan had gone and then obviously Elegnik being the senior goalkeeper would have been perhaps asked unofficially to, to perhaps do that and take that responsibility on. It, it's a real tough thing and because it's such a key area and it doesn't just in, involve working with your shot stoppers, it involves working with your entire team as well, you know, in terms of positioning from set plays and things like that. Having that dedicated person in that role camera has got to be um, a, a much more positive thing going forward and a man with his experience as well he's absolutely a, a fantastic appointment and you can see the direction which Coughlin wants to go in down that route of his backroom team oh definitely it's it's another Irishman Seamus Seamus McDonnell I think yeah who names Seamus we'll call him Seamus don't do any impressions please it does look awfully terrifying just saying yeah it looks pretty scary though um yeah, uh, but he, he's coached at a high level. I think he coached at... Northern Ireland, wasn't it? Nor- it Northern or Republic of yeah, Ireland. One national. of the Ireland teams. Yeah. Just say that. <laughs> um, so we, we've we got the experience now, and fair enough, you'd probably look at Graham Cochran and think, oh, he's an unexperienced manager, but when you look at what he's actually done as a manager, turning someone like Bristol Rovers round, and well, they've capitulated ever since he left as well as... 
Whoops. As well as we sorry, Nathan dropped a cup. It's fine. <laughs> as well as we have, but uh, he's now got the, the the team around him that he's got people that he wanted um, in Joe Dunn and Seamus, whatever his name is. And Seamus, you call him Seamus. But we're now heading in the right direction. We've, we're starting to get more positive results. The performances are now there as well. We need to get score more goals, crucially. Defend a little bit better. Defend for a, maybe 100 minutes rather than just 90. <laughs> and conceding late goals again. Now, I'm but, very happy for us to but, concede a late goal at Northampton. <laughs> very, very happy. Shocking. Shocking. Terrible. Uh, I, the, the thing um, about the whole bringing in the, the goalkeeping uh, coach, for me, it's like Coughlin's filling in the, the puzzle with the right size pieces. You know, he's not taking those risks as such, as in, you know, having the inexperienced coach. So, uh, you know, we, we talk about Conrad Logan, and yes, he's an experienced goalkeeper, but coaching's a different ball game. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and putting, him in, in, putting him, him, him in a, a goalkeeping coach role was trying to sort of fit that piece of the jigsaw with something that you wasn't sure if it was going to work or not. And it's that risk. Whereas I feel like... Cochrane was just trying to strip it back and make it a bit more simpler and just like, right, goalkeeping coach, experienced one there who's been there and done it, pop him in, come and do the job. And and you can trust him. You can leave that job to him now and trust him and not have to worry, like, is he going to develop and do this correctly? He's, he's been there and done it. So he's doing the right things. And I think we're going to see a similar pattern throughout the throughout the summer with recruitment and you know both on the field and off the field. I think he's going to get trust, trustworthy uh, and reliable um, you know, people to do those jobs. Yeah, absolutely. We'll come back on to that later on, and I'm sure, at another point. But let's go back, uh, as promised about 20 minutes ago, uh, <laughs> to uh, the Northampton game. Let's get some post-match reaction. Uh, let's hear it from the gaffer himself uh, as he reflects on that 2-1 victory away at Northampton, speaking after the game to I Follow Stags. This is Graham Coughlin. Look, I don't think that was football. That was rugby today, to be quite honest with you. I didn't enjoy it. It wasn't what the game's about. It wasn't a spectacle. But let me tell you, our players were absolutely magnificent. They were, they, they were the heart and the sleeves. They headed everything. Um, I don't think there was a, a Northampton player under six foot. And they just got bigger and bigger off the bench. They, 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 they loaded up the box. They played for set pieces, throw-ins, corner kicks. Air lads were absolutely immense, let me tell you. That was, that was a true, true Mansfield Town performance. True grit, heart on the sleeve. And anybody who accuses these players of not playing for the badge, just have a look at what them lads done today. They stuck their bodies on the line for this football club today. Uh, and I, and I emphasise the word rugby because that was awful to watch. That was awful. That was that was terrible to be, to, to be honest. I wouldn't like to be looking at that week in week out. How do you actually prepare for something like that? Um, I would have had we would have had blood all over the training ground that we tried to uh, tried to replicate what was coming. The lads knew what was coming. Um, we played Northampton twice now under my uh, reign. Uh, we were by far the better team on both occasions, and uh, I think that was a textbook textbook way to play against Northampton and let alone um, 10 men I know they may come out and use the excuse to 10 men it didn't really matter whether Northampton had 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 or 12 men on the pitch to be quite honest, they play that way and we had to just stand up to it and we were absolutely brilliant today. We, we, we did have a degree of, of control, we had numerous occasions, we should have put them away, we should have put it to bed but I just said to the lads in there if that game had been 1-0, if we didn't get the second goal, if that game had been 1-0 and we conceded like that late on no pressure on the ball, a daft free kick, we don't hold it up. 
Um, we don't mark in the box. We get One runs across us and gets a free header. Had that game have been 1-0 to us, we, we'd be kicking ourselves. we walk away here with uh, one-all draw, and, and that would have been unjust. So uh, we have to find uh, a, a bit of a rootless streak and uh, a bit of conviction about our play. We have to see that through. That should have been a clean sheet, and that's what I'm fuming about. And so too is Aidan Stone in the dressing room. He's, he, he's fuming. I feel for the kid as well because he's, uh, he's not a lot to do, to be quite honest. And uh, at that age, that um, inexperience, them clean sheets are vital to kids like that. That was a really, really determined display. And uh, I would have liked us to maybe be a little bit more rootless and polish it off with a, with a few more goals. But uh, it's Mansfield Town and we do things the hard way. We know that. We've been here before. We've been here before. Um, I think that's what's that four or five wins now. And uh, I, I've been looking for back-to-back uh, -back, uh, wins on, on, on behind it. So I haven't got it. I've been here before, so I, uh, I won't get too excited. Um, I look forward to next week. Next week will be a different challenge. Today was a physical challenge. Next week will be a technical challenge. So uh, I look forward to next week. Stags boss Graham Coughlin speaking to I Follow Stags after that win at Northampton last weekend. You can watch that in full by heading across to mansfieldtown.net forward slash I Follow where you can see uh, content from today as well. Graham Coughlin and Joe Riley speaking to the media earlier today. We'll hear uh, more from Graham Coughlin later on in the show and we'll get uh, a little bit more uh, reaction from that game at Northampton as well. We'll hear from the goal scorer Willem Thompson uh, in a couple of minutes or so. A couple of things though to pick up on from that interview from uh, Graham Cochran. As always, keep your comments coming in if you're watching on the live feed. Uh, first of all, Cam, I'll come to you. Uh, he spoke, uh, Graham Cochran did there, um, about the differences between getting that first and second goal because he's absolutely right in, in, in what he said. Had we conceded that late goal, having not scored that second goal for us, we'd be sitting here now absolutely seething, wouldn't we? Well, it'd be the story of our season, wouldn't it? Being in control of a game and letting it go, just effortlessly. It was. It, it looked like a nothing cross, and then all of a sudden, bang, it's 2-1, it's and we're, fortunately, it was late enough in the game, it was near enough was the last action of the game. But we can't keep relying on, that's enough, or that'll do. We've done enough. Because it's not. And how many times have we seen this season... Look at um, Leighton Orient home, 2 0 up at half time, blew it. Uh, there's so many other games this season where we, we think, oh, we've done enough, we've done enough, and it's not been enough. And we just need to see out these games, and we need to be a bit more clinical in front of goal. Yes, we do. We create a lot of chances, but we waste more than we score. And you look at the Mansfield last season, and we were scoring more than we were wasting. And. Yeah, maybe the defence needs to tighten up a little bit, but other than that last couple of minutes, it was an all-round, all-right performance, I'd say. Well, is it, what is it? Is it is it focus? Because with that coming so late, and we've done it new time and time again throughout the season, and you'd probably say at the start of the season you probably put fitness down to that, but I don't think that's an issue at the minute. We seem to have, uh, you know, fixed that problem to a certain extent. So, so was it focused on Saturday? On Saturday, because what what worries me is that I know we said there about the second goal obviously being the most important thing to ensure that we won that game. But I also feel, even though it was against ten men, if that goal came just five minutes earlier, oh, absolutely, it would have been a horrendously nervous five minutes for us. And and they probably the way our season's gone, they probably would have equalised. And, and this is also why I've not mentioned the red card at all. Um, so far and think what what are we now a good half an hour or so into the show and I've not mentioned the red card at all because it didn't alter the game for me 
yes, it gave us a penalty, gave us a goal-scoring chance and gave us a numerical advantage. But can you honestly, hand on heart, say that it didn't feel like playing 11 v 11? Because Northampton, as Graham Coughlin said, you know, fought, pinched, punched, pushed, dived, scraped, cried. Awful, wasn't it? Yeah. Awful. And their fans were calling us out, uh, you know, saying, saying, saying the referee was horrendous and we were diving all over the place but I don't understand it was I mean he said it was an awful game but actually I think atmosphere wise and the way it all panned out it was actually quite entertaining but the flip side the referee was awful because I don't know how they actually finished with 10 men on the pitch because that Charlie was it Charlie Charlie Good Good, how he was still on the pitch was a miracle Uh, and and the big big thing is like yes they probably would have still played the same style of play with, with nine men but he was their long throw specialist. He was a, yeah. he was quite key to a lot of their set pieces, and he should not have been on that pitch so I think really he's at, all, at all. All towering centre off. So any any set pieces that we've got, that's that's also one of their defence gone. It mm. gave me a good look at how we'll play next year. Though. <laughs> it really did because we will have big physical players next year. Oh yeah, definitely. And uh, I think I love the honesty from Greg Cochran before uh, after in the uh, in the post match, and he said that it probably was a bit harsh to send him off. Uh, sent their player off, but then Keith Kills absolutely berating our team, falling over all the time. It's like eh. it wasn't harsh though, because it was it's to the to rules the, of the game. Of the law, to the law, it was a red yeah. card. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was. But so it, he did I'm not try and play the play the ball, so that's a red card. I'll say I, I was just going off what Graham yeah. Coughlin said. Yeah. He's he just saying it was a bit harsh, and he, he felt for the lad getting sent off. The rules are the rules, but yeah, um, yeah. It, it, did it change the game? No. Not at all, because you look at where Northampton are, they're not up there for uh, no reason. They're up there because they they battled, they're resilient, they're not, they're not just going to roll over, and they definitely didn't. Fair enough, it, we, did, we just about did enough, but they, we made it, they made it difficult for us. The, the only reason I would say, I, I personally think it did change the game, as in not the game as a whole, but I think it did... I don't think we would have got that second goal the way we did... With, if they had the extra man, because yeah, I, they were pushing forward, well, and with yeah. the extra man, that and, helped. And yeah. so, what I think we would have ended up having is a similar reverse to what happened at home, where they get a last minute, they'd have got that last minute equaliser. That's and yeah. that, uh, the difference is would have been only one goal ahead than the two, but that doesn't mean that we didn't deserve it because we we definitely did. They 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 deserve to have a man off. They deserve to have more than one man off. Um, and and that's the way it is, and and we deserve to have more than you know more than the one goal. So you know you know if I'm being honest though, you know if I'm picking a player to go and sign in the summer, I'm signing Charlie Q. <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm signing him. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, yeah, I definitely wouldn't. <laughs> Towering uh, well, commanding centre back with a long throw, sort his discipline out a little bit. Yeah, but uh, with we, the don't right want, we don't want another Matt Preston. Uh, but uh, yeah, sort his. Uh, send Matt Preston to Northampton. We'll have him. That'd be a decent swap. That would yeah. not for them, but for us yeah. it would. Yeah, well, there you go, sorted. Uh, One man who did make a difference in that game is uh, Willem Tomlinson. Let's talk about that finish because weeks earlier at Cheltenham away, he has exactly the same chance, misses it. He's had a couple of chances in the game and and doesn't bury them. What's going through your head, honestly, as he wins that ball and gets through on goal? What's going through your head when, when, when Tomlinson is bearing down on goal? I think the one thing that was going through my mind was that... from what the commentary was saying, was that it was literally it was clean through. He had nothing else to worry about, and he literally just had to run in on goal. So I was like, he should score. But then you think back to somewhere like Cheltenham, he had a little bit more to think about. He had a couple of players around him. He just he, did he hit it the goalkeeper? I don't know. He, yeah. he missed it anyway. But uh, I can remember him 
you'll hear from him soon. And uh, mentioned on about CJ, he's, he's obviously CJ's got the attention of the goalkeeper. He's taking the geezer. He said geezer, geezer didn't geezer he? I enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, CJ's taking the geezer. I mean goalkeeper. Geezer. So, so it, it makes it a little bit easier for him because he, he could have played it across. But he thought, no, I'm going to take that. And it was an easy finish. It was a good end. finish. Yeah, it he bent it, finish. bent it round bottom corner. And that's, you know, it, it's good to, to know that he's gone in, as he says in his interview, which we'll hear in a second, to, to the staff after the Cheltenham game said, look, how can I put this right? How can I work that? They've sat down with them, analysed it. They've worked on different bits and bobs. It's good to know that that one-on-one work is there because going back to, to that famous saying, which Adam Murray said year, you know, years and years ago, it's those little percentages, those half a percent, those one percent, which really do make the difference. And it, it's changed the complexity of the game. And it could be, touch wood, it, it, it's given us a gap, more of a gap. It's given us breathing space and it's given us that bit of uh, energy about us and, and excited us to go into the last nine fixtures. Yeah, by, by putting in that extra what 20 minutes half an hour and putting that a bit of attention to detail like you say working on those percentages uh with with thomas and we've got to remember he's a young lad as well so for him to to want to learn is a big thing that's that's, that's credit to him and his character uh that's that's paid dividends already just by that one action of, of doing that you know he, he, he's got a chance in the next game um and and, he, and he's taken it and that Essentially, got the, got the extra two points. So th- that's what we need. That's what we need. We need the players to take a bit of initiative and uh, and and want to learn and and want to look back at footage and and want to improve both technically and uh, you know in any way they can. And and then you also need the staff to put be willing to put in that that the time and effort to do it. And that's what we need to do going forward. They need to carry on with that attitude. And, and we should see more positive results from it. Well, so you look at someone like Tomlinson, he's cut, obviously, we're in a difficult run, but he's kept his head up and, yeah, it's not been the easiest ride, but he's, that positivity is still there. And you, you just look at how the players reacted when it did go in and they were all celebrating in front of OA fans, players diving in, Danny Rose over top. And it, it, this club still obviously means a lot to players. They, they still want to play, they still want to get the wins. And when it does come off, you can see... It, it's like a, a, a bit of weight off the shoulders when the job's done. I, I think we've got to give credit to, to Cochrane for that, though, because yeah. A, yeah, a yeah, couple definitely. of months ago, we were saying the exact opposite. We sort of, everyone just felt like the players weren't interested, they're not playing for the shirt, and, you know, everyone was saying the same, same thing. I have to admit, I'm biting my tongue a little bit because I agree and I don't agree. I don't want to get swept away by one win because yeah. these, these players have let us oh, down. Oh, yeah, no, no. 100% we have, we have not achieved what we needed to achieve this season. I still believe that with the right attitude and application, we could have turned our form around December, January time. We've wasted nearly two months of football. We could have been in a far better position and fighting for something if we'd have got it from the start. But because it's taken so long, that still still niggles away at me. But that said, on the flip side, I am pleased that they are now certain players who perhaps weren't a month or so ago are now starting to buy into it and put that extra effort uh, in. And, and get the rewards for it. Tomlinson, for one, is one who I'm very, very pleased with because, you know, two or three months ago, we were probably, we wouldn't probably wouldn't have been too fussed if he'd have been shown the door and and, and moved on. We'd have said thank you very much and 
see you later but he's really you know he's been given the game time he wasn't getting the game time under John Dempster he's been given the game time under Coughlin and he's really starting to thrive off it now and looks a better player for it but he's still got a long way to go and I think having someone like Neil Bishop alongside him he's, he's learnt obviously learnt a lot and Bishop's games picked up recently as well and then the addition of Harry Charlesley has been fantastic just that bit of creativity that we've that we've been missing through um, players being stupid and getting themselves arrested or we've had players injured Alex McDonald's been just out of the picture for a while and we've missed that spark but we've also missed that like grab the name by, grab the game by the scruff of the neck from someone like Bishop absolutely well let's hear from that man who we're talking about in Willem Tomlinson let's get his reaction uh, to scoring a goal the winning goal what proved to be the winning goal as the Stags beat Northampton by two goals to one on Saturday, Tomlinson is speaking after the game to I Follow Stags. We knew it was going to be a tough game when we come here. Um, we knew they're a long ball, uh, pick up the seconds and fighting team. And I think we had enough quality and fighting us to match that and then go and win the game by being more technical than them. And I think it showed that in the game. I think I've just got my first head injury after <laughs> 50 games or summer, so I've got a, a bang on my head. A few of the boys have got cuts and bruises, so we knew what I was getting into, but... Um, no, we're delighted to get a win. We've come in disappointed because we've conceded a goal when we should have seen the game out and we shouldn't have been on the back foot in the last five minutes. But um, we can't complain, we've got the win, but just disappointed to concede. i seen it got a bit scrappy and then Nicky got tackled, so I, I tried, kind of checked my run. And then Nicky tackled him back, so I tried to stay on the first half, uh, stay on our half, and then Nicky's played a good pass through and I've uh, took this one. I had the same chance against Cheltenham uh, two weeks ago while I was away. and. Um, it hurt me because I wanted that first goal, so I come in on Monday, uh, had a look at it and see what I could do better. And the coaching staff said, well, "If you do this, and, and luckily I've got another one today and took my chance." I was on a yellow, so I, so I went to go to go over to him, and then um, I kind of checked my run, <laughs> thought I can't get booked again here, and then Sweens picked me up and tried to carry me in there. And, but I've never seen the lads so excited for. A, player to score a goal to be fair. Stags midfielder Willem Tomlinson speaking to I Follow Stags after that game on Saturday at Northampton. Apologies there for the uh, uh, little delay. Uh, that's because we were getting swept up in the the breaking news from the club. Yes, breaking news we're bringing you on the podcast. It's very exciting news-ish. Huge. Christian Pierce, Christian Pierce, the chief, is now on social media. He's on Facebook and on Twitter. He's Twitter and Instagram. Twitter, t- uh, sorry, we'll Twitter and Instagram. I'll get there. He's at Christian on Twitter. And he's at, what is he on uh, Instagram? At, at Christian Pierce on Instagram. So, sh- sh- yes. Yeah, sh- that's 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 the, the most exciting breaking news I've had for weeks, Nate. It's, it's massive. It's like it's like a deadline day announcement, isn't it? No, definitely. It's go and follow him right now. We will follow him from Mansfield Matters. Uh, and let him know you've followed, you've followed him because of Mansfield Matters. Tweet him and say... You know, we we followed him because of at MTFC Matters on Twitter. Yeah, do that. Uh, yeah, so there you go. Uh, silliness uh, aside, uh, you can watch that interview with Liam Tomlinson in full and see his goal as well on I Follow Stags and catch up with Joe Riley as well. He was speaking to the media earlier today. Um, keep your comments coming in. Let's talk about Tomlinson for another minute or so. Uh, Craig's been in touch in the comments and says uh, one of Willem Tomlinson's biggest critics is me. 
But last few games, especially Newport, I thought he was brilliant. Battled for absolutely everything. Great finish uh, at Northampton. We certainly needed it to put us at ease. We certainly did. And again, he's a young player, isn't he? he had, again, I think we, we often forget, hadn't had much senior football before he came in. Came in January last season under Dave. Dave brought him in. Um, didn't really get the run he wanted, perhaps wasn't fit enough and ready enough, and it was just about developing him and getting him right. And like we said before, Nath, really, who better to learn from than Neil Bishop? But another thing he's done is is also change his role. He was more of a defensive midfielder, which is why everyone was perhaps a little bit more negative when they saw his name in the lineup. But he, under Cochrane, he seems to be playing a little bit more forward and a bit more freedom. Yeah, and I think that's what he did when he was... Um playing uh, with uh, Blackburn, wasn't it? Yes, um, yeah. So, you know, I think he did have a bit more of an attacking, attacking role there. So, uh, you know, I think it's we're finding a good balance where we can we can use him, really. You know, and, and the, like you say, working alongside Bish, he was nicknamed Little Bish last, last year. So, uh, and, and he sort of, Bish sort of took him on as a, as, as sort of as if his, his mentor in a, in, a, in a way. So, having them both on the, on the pitch together was probably improving both both of them really because like you say bishops also improved over the last few weeks who before those uh, before the last couple of weeks he was having a bit of a nightmare season so it, it's benefited him uh looks like Tomlinson sort of found a role that's working for him uh, and then you had, had charlie and, um charlie charlie you were gonna say charlie in the chocolate factory then weren't you no no i, I don't know i was gonna i don't know what i was saying i was gonna say some charlie someone i've, I was I've like, just what? i've just got potentially the episode title for today Charles Lee in the Chocolate Factory. Oh, no, save that for when he gets his first goal. Okay, uh, I think we need that'd title. That'd be pretty sweet, wouldn't it? Oh, for... <laughs> <laughs> nearly, nearly, very nearly, <laughs> very nearly. Let's move on and talk about something else before I end up punching Cam. It's been a while. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Uh, right then. Uh, obviously, the reserves in action today. Alex McDonald uh, in action. Mal Benning playing as well today. They were quite a strong team, which uh, Graham Cochran put out at the RH uh, Academy. Um, but unfortunately, Nath, you're not happy, are you? Well, I give you. I, if I asked you, why I feel do you a think we didn't I'm score? Sit, I'm, I'm, sing, on, I'm sitting back. I'm ready for this. I, I got I got a bit of stick on Twitter last week for this, so it'll <laughs> uh, probably happen again this week. But uh, I, I get I get the point. Um, Gary, you normally watch it actually, so I, I got your point. But um, yeah, the reason why we didn't score. I wonder why that is. Go on, enlighten me. Oh, Mari. Oh, Mari. Oh, no longer with us. I know. All of a sudden, you know, he goes and we lose our first reserve match. Shocking. Are you saying we should keep a Mari Sterling James <laughs> just to win a reserve team game, which in the, in the grand scheme of things really doesn't matter? No, no, he's probably on a decent wage as well, so pro- probably not. But uh, I mean, I, I would have put him in the first in, in the starting lineup. So, but what does it matter what I think? I can't uh, wait for the end of season podcast because I reckon we're going to spend a when, good when half an hour talking about Sterling when James. When he's on the retain list, as, as well as as, as being uh, you know released, I'll be. <laughs> Flipping tables and all sorts. Like <laughs> he's just never going to get his chance, is he? But uh, well, he is under ex ex tags manager, as you pointed out at the top of the show. But uh, yeah, that's why we lost. Went out there. Well, there you, there you go. Uh, Roger actually went to watch that game uh, early today. He says uh, went up to watch the reserves uh, today in very windy conditions. Was a bit of a farce. Came uh, came away near the end as Stags were losing two 0 I think that's what the final score was as well, wasn't it? A two 0 defeat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, young sixteen year old Mason Campbell played. Uh, in that one in goal. Great to see him get some uh, minutes after appearing on the bench uh, as well. Uh, Roger says, Macca, Malin, Hayden and Co. had a good run out though. Looks like Macca could be back uh, this Saturday. 
Um, and uh, Craig also says, only watched the first half of the reserves this afternoon. What was wrong with young Jordan Graham? He looked really hacked off when he was walking to the change rooms, even through his shirt. Roger says thought he got a knock. I might be wrong, but I'm right in, right in thinking that I saw on Twitter he was subbed uh, earlier in the first half. 28 minutes, I think So pot- potentially picking up a reoccurrence of that injury, yeah. which would explain... Uh, a lot. Well, it, it tick all the boxes, wouldn't it, about why he was subbed and the the reaction which Craig's saying he, he he saw there. But um, talking reserve team players and getting players, you know, back in, in the fray and things like that. Alex McDonald, great positive potentially having him back for Saturday. Also good to see that there's only one person in the treatment room at the moment. That is a massive positive going into these last nine games. Massive. And you think? <laughs> uh... When 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 this season have we had near enough a full, a full squad, and how how many times have we been let down by the fact that we've needed a specific type of player and we've not had it, and uh, there's nothing worse than bringing players in and or having players there but just not being able to use them, because it's like. Oh, if we had this player, we'd be able to change the game. Or if we had that player, it's all ifs and buts, and it's like. Oh, don't get stuck because I can see Nathan already forming a conversation about Sterling James in his, in his head. But I think it's like <laughs> when when you look at these games and we we're lacking creativity. Someone like Amari Sterling James or someone like Alex McDonald, just be able to come on and change a game. Don't even start. I'm, I'm, this is why don't I keep my mouth shut. I, I disagree, but carry on. But I, think, I can I can sense <laughs> I can sense a lot of toxicity in the room. There we go. There we go. I just wanted well to get the belly. We've finally got it in there. Yeah, uh, but we've now finally got a solidified dressing room. I'm not. Even, oh, okay. Oh, it's <laughs> done. This is done. Yes. The bell has gone. He sent it flying. He kicked it across the room. There you go. Oh dear. But, Let me bring some sense back to the proceedings. Obviously, you know. To get minutes under the belt and, and to, to get that squad there. Nine games there, we've we've not got a lot to play for other than, you know, keeping that gap as it is and being safe and going into next season. But the players, a lot of them potentially out of contract, they've got a lot to play for. And I think that could see us rise our attitudes and, and rise our you know, application going into the last nine games. I, I think it'll be... Uh, we need So we need we needed these players back uh, because... I don't think we actually have um, that much strength and depth in depth in the squad, especially when you look at the midfield anyway. Yeah. Uh, when you look at the players that have gone out, so that we had at the start of the season, Donoghue, Mellis, Otis Khan, uh, there's probably a couple of others in there that I'm probably going to forget as well. But, uh, well, Sterling James probably throw into that mix as well. Alistair Smith Alistair out on loan at the minute, yeah. Uh, you know, the, I think the defence is pretty pretty fragile. So, um, you know, the, the more bodies we have, to throw in there in case we do pick up any suspensions or injuries between now and the end of the season we've got the cover obviously we still haven't seen Evans just yet um, which is another player that uh, will be would be interesting to see if we do see him feature before the end of the season um, but yeah it, it'd be interesting to see what happens whether he does uh, you know dabble and, and put some of the youth teamers in there as well but between now and the end of the season whether he wants to get a few more points on the on the board before you know, gambling with that, or is it going to be the alternative? And like you say, throw those players in there that are running out of contract, and say, go out there and show me why, why I should consider of keeping you for for Mansfield Town next year. Or is it, has he already made up his mind? It would be uh, quite interesting to see what tactic he goes with for the last sort of. I'd probably say he'll start looking at that probably four or five games, uh, you know, to go, depending on 
how clear we are at that point. Perfect timing on the uh, youth team situation, of course, because going all the way back to Northampton, obviously, uh, Mason Campbell, the young 16-year-old goalkeeper who played in reserves today, uh, was on the bench, brought onto the bench. Tyrese Sinclair on the bench as well. Jimmy Knowles on the bench. Uh, these younger players brought in. But Graham coughlin has been very, very um, firm today in his answers uh, in regards to the youth team, which we will uh, hear in the academy, which we'll hear in a minute, uh, Cam, which is... They are there, not because of age, because they are shown that they are good enough to, to play. And, and, and that, for <coughs> me, is something which, which pleases me because he's picking them on merit and not as a box-ticking exercise, which I felt many managers previously do start to do. Yes and no, because you think last, of the last few seasons, we've had to have someone regardless of what... Regardless you always of, have to have one homegrown player on yeah. the bench or within the squad. Well, exactly. And is that... The last two seasons it's been like that? Three seasons? Last three. No, last two, yeah. So last you look, it came in last season because that's when it was Lewis Gibbons, Alistair Smith and Jimmy Knowles sort of, who, who took that sort well, of Well, you, uh, you look before that and you'd have uh, players under Adam Murray. We, we, fair enough, they'd get the chance and, and they'd play regular or they'd be on the bench. Uh, when Evans came in, nah, no chance. Not getting else chance of you getting in. Unless you're proven, and uh, even then you didn't. It was not a given that you'd play anyway. And we had such a big squad. It was even though we had a massive squad, it never changed. And then obviously when Dave came in, it was near enough the same. Never really any young players. Yeah, he promised it a lot, didn't he? He made the right noises, but never really came to fruition with it, which is one of his his downfalls. Uh, he made a lot of noise about Knowles. Yeah, I think it's the same with John Dempster as well. I mean, we all expected him to to throw younger players in there. And I know he, <coughs> he played Alistair Smith a couple of times, but more in the Checker Trade Trophy. Um, and, and Jimmy Knowles came on for the odd minute here and there, end of, end of games and things, but never really saw it under John Dempster. So it's like, when are we going to do it? And this is where I think, you know, end of the season is a massive, massive, massive opportunity to do it because half of these players aren't going to be here next season. If, yeah. if it goes the way we think it will, and I'm, I'd put decent money on it. Uh, so, why, why, you know, why bother putting them on there? As long as we're safe, why bother letting them? You just let them start getting ready, looking for other clubs, and and more importantly, invest your time and efforts into the the future of our club, which is our, our young players. Put them in there. Let's let's test them and see where they are. I'll just say this on the Dempster thing because we will talk about it no end in the end of season podcast, which I think we're all starting to look forward to more and more throughout this night. Um, I believe John Dempster would have blooded young players if he hadn't realised that he couldn't swim in the deep end, which was being a manager. The pressures of being a manager took over and and, and, and had to take over. And I think and if the expectation levels weren't so high as yeah. well. And I, Correct. I, th I think you can forgive Dave to like anywhere from like December onwards last season. Because if you were to think, right... I'll, I'll say to an extent... March. No, but you look and think, right, we're up there, we're up there. We don't want to mess it up, yeah. even though we did anyway. We did, yeah. You wouldn't throw Spurs. someone on in a young well, in a young lad that's not got the minutes, not got the experience, and just like, hey, I'll go on. Because it's, it's, you think we've rushed players in the past and seen how drastically wrong it's gone. Someone like Jack Thomas, Liam Marsden, who've got who are absolute bags of talent yeah. and potential and 
essentially we wasted it and now fair enough they've made decent careers outside of football or inside of football whatever they're doing but it's not to the extent that we we were wanting but what i think will will dictate how um how involved our young players will be is actually how much of a budget uh graham cochran has in the summer to 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 deal with i think that's going to dictate a lot because the problem we've had in previous seasons is that we've had a big, bu- big, really big budget, uh, and can bring in players. So you look at, you know, Dave, you know, under the David Flickcroft era last last season, we brought in the likes of George Grant and all these other loan players in the uh, in January because we could, because we could afford it, and so we, you know, we always had that choice. And then because you brought them in, you sort of have to play them, don't you? You have to try them and yeah, uh, and, and and go with them because they've made that decision to bring them in. But if you can't afford to do that and I know we are in a financial thankfully with the, with the chairman and uh, that we've got we are in a financial place to bring them in but maybe it would benefit us a little bit to say actually no, no let's let's lower this wage budget let's focus on bringing in the the quality of, of players but not you know, you know what I mean yeah <laughs> use the youth players it's a risk because obviously if things aren't going well then you've not got as much backup but that's when you can look at recruitment in a different way but let's not have a, as big of a squad and rely on youth, youth more and that's the only way I think we're going to actually get them into the squads and when you look at the where youth has worked in different setups like the likes of crew, oh, crew yeah, they've absolutely. had to yeah. use them they've had to use them so but look at how that's, that's paying off now they've had exactly. a manager there who's been there for you know three or four seasons and used those players and as kept them stable with the right amount of experience and now look at how they're going then pushing and yeah and and they also sell players the key the key that crew is they sell and and they invest when you've got the money there it's too tempting to use it that's yeah. that's the issue so it's just so tempting when you go there you think i've got this budget i wish than... i knew what that felt like <laughs> i really wish i did but no rather than thinking you know rather than taking the little bit of risk and using your, your young player that like you you're not so sure. You think, oh, I'll go out there and try and get somebody, probably still another young player, but from a from a high division because you you, you hope that they're going to have a bit more quality to bring to the team. But rather than having that temptation, I'd rather I'd rather not have that option. I think I'd rather let us try try our own, and then if it does start going drastically wrong, then change tactic a bit. But I think we need to 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 look at the youth team more and see where they're actually at, and they might not be good enough yet. But let's at least find out well one man who disagrees with you Nate, is the man in charge the man who has the power to make those changes in graham cochran uh, let's hear him speaking early today about those youth team players uh, and why they deserve a chance within the first team setup here is graham cochran they weren't put on the bench because they were kids and that's the first thing people chuck at you um they were put on the bench because they deserved it they were put on the bench because they deserve uh, they, they were they were quality for the last uh, the last few months since I've, I've come through the door the mason campbell really really impressed me over the last uh, couple of weeks we've we've dragged him up to train with the first team he's really really impressed me um sinks has come in sinclair has come in and he's, he's been different class he's been a breath of fresh air and um, the environment hasn't phased him the, the the hard work hasn't phased him and they are built and cut from the same class 
cloth as me. They're honest, they're hard-working, and, and their endeavour is, uh, is, is, is second to none. And look, if you're gonna if you if, if you're gonna come on and walk with me, you gotta walk hard. You gotta you gotta run hard. You gotta walk hard. And these guys are doing that. So look, don't be surprised if there's another couple there that are, that are sitting in the back, uh, sitting in the background as well. That uh, I, I will have no no uh, hesitation or fear of using as well. Um, if the senior boys ain't doing it, the junior boys will. That that that's plain simple and easy. They bring in, in energy. They bring a, 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 an enthusiasm and, and a youthfulness uh, to to our sessions. And uh, I, I really enjoy working with them, to be quite honest with you. But let's not let's not do the lads a disservice, uh, the kids, their age. Let's not concentrate on that. Let's concentrate on the qualities that they've got and the reasons why they are training with the first team regular, the reasons why they are playing in the reserve game today ahead of one or two senior players. The reasons are plain and simple. They are good enough. I certainly want to see them play more often. I want to see them in the first team environment more often. And I'd like to see a couple more of the youngsters uh, come and really cause me a problem, a, a headache, shall we say. Um, because uh, I've been really impressed. I've been impressed with the facilities, the academy, the, 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 the setup, the coaching. It, it has been impressive, to be quite honest. And I've said it, I think, listen, you can look back through uh, old interviews that I've, uh, I've done, not only uh, at Shrewsbury, Southend and, and, and Bristol Rovers. It's pointless having academies. It's pointless them coaches going out in the evenings on, on cold, wet, windy nights coaching if there ain't no pathway, if there ain't no... Uh, if there ain't no uh, pathway for the kids to, to break into the first team and I know myself I've done my hours and hours of coaching in, in, in the uh, the wet the windy nights and in the academy systems and it, it is demoralising when, when, when kids are not getting opportunity and chances and I've always said if I come on this side of the, the side of the fence I would like to open pathways and again I'm not opening a pathway because I need to or because I have to it's because the kids are good enough and, and I don't want to lose that um, I don't want to lose that 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 fact that, that the kids are good enough to come up and, and, and uh, they add to our training sessions, they enhance our training sessions, they enhance our squads and they're the reasons why they're there. Nothing to do with edge, nothing to do with academy, nothing to do with anything other than the quality that they possess. Stakes boss Graham Cochran speaking to I Follow Stakes early today. You can watch that in full by heading across to mansfieldtown.net forward slash I Follow Stakes where you can also catch the highlights from Saturday's game, uh, the post-match reaction and interview with Joe Riley on there as well. I'm sure you'll see the reserve team highlights uh, as well. Um, just very finally on on the youth team, little bits and bobs uh, in there. Um, key things come that he says in there. They're there because they're good enough. Uh, they enhance the quality of training. And most importantly, they've got the hunger to want to impress. That is what what the difference will be in terms of them getting in because... For me personally, in these last nine games, if a, if a young player shows hunger and desire to work, they will get their opportunity at this time of the season. Because, quite simply, pretty much, touch wood, cross fingers and all that, there is nothing to lose. Well, you'd hope not, anyway. But you look at, you look at a, a senior player and you think you can come a bit, become a bit complacent because you know your place is all but nailed on so you look at I don't want to single him out but someone like Mal Benning being the only left back we've got in the entire squad yeah it's just a good, it's just the example to use isn't it yeah it's, and then you look at someone like James Clark and Hayden White and Callan Gordon and Joe Riley and Joe Riley all playing for the same place and it's we get that imbalance and it's like oh well they're all fighting for their place I'm alright because I'm the only player that's here 
or you look at strikers and you get someone like Nicky Maynard and Danny Rose, and they're like, oh, well, um, I'm all right because there's nobody else good enough to uh, to challenge my space. And I'm not saying that that's, that's what they're thinking, but you think when you are like the only out-and-out left wing or left-back or whatever... Yeah, when you know you've got nobody pushing you, yeah. there are certain complacency, whether you want it to or not, will naturally set in. Well, definitely... Could you think that's the, that's that was what the, one of the situations we've had with goalkeepers in the past, where we'd have one standout goalkeeper and then we'd stick some kid on the bench in the past, and and obviously we've now got a decent uh, a, a decent backline as well, and we've built and built and built, and now it's getting to the point where we need to start changing faces because th- there is nothing to challenge, and that's where the young lads can step up and say this is this is why I'm here, this is what I can do. Uh, play me and you, you'll see what I can do yeah uh, the thoughts <laughs> of uh, Cam Felton there we've also got Nathan Edge alongside us uh, tonight thanks very much for all of your comments in the live feed as well you can join us uh, if you listen to the audio version of this you can join us um, next Thursday at the brand new time of 7 o'clock ish come and join us uh, for that you can catch up with all of our stuff on mtfcmatters.co.uk as well apologies if I've not, not got all to all of your uh, questions tonight um, Nathan earlier asked do you think Aidan Stone could be the first choice keeper next season Joseph replied yes and I hope he is uh, Roger also said yes I think Stone will play uh, he's certainly got some game time to prove himself uh, other than that I think we've covered quite a lot on Aidan Stone and the goalkeepers tonight a, bit, a little bit of housekeeping to do then time for a little bit of fun it's time for the return of the pound prediction game obviously last week we didn't do a podcast because there was no game the week before uh, just to clarify the rules of the game um the swindon game is yet to be played so in the podcast before that swindon game we will have the opportunity to either keep our predictions which we made I said we'd lose 2-1. Lathan said we'd lose 2-0. Cam didn't make a prediction, so he's got a chance got a chance to do so. Uh, we'll have that before the rearranged game. Um, but we did predict in the group chat the results for Saturday. Ugh. Nathan went for a one-all draw. Cam went for a 2-0 win. And for a while, was looking pretty. Until... Northampton went down the other end and scored late on to net me uh, a point in the pound prediction league because I said that we would lose, uh, that we'd win, sorry, that we'd win. It definitely says win, that we'd win by two goals to one and we did, which means I get the point because I got it nailed on. Uh, I'm going to put my first and foremost, a little bit of housekeeping. Um, My pound coin from last week is going in the pot. Nathan, have you got yours from last week? What have you got, a pound or two? Yeah, it's a pound coin. Nathan's uh, is in. Cam, I'm guessing, hasn't brought any money with him. I just completely forgot. Yeah, so Cam will owe us about standard. 12, 12... Yeah, standard. Uh, make sure we get his money, Nath, before he goes to uni. <laughs> I know, just have a little bit of a thought now. You'll have it. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, we've also got uh, two games to predict this week because we've got Crew uh, Saturday and then obviously Salford on, um, on, on Tuesday. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, let's uh, go... <laughs> Uh, let's go with uh, that. Um, because I got the point, I get to predict first. And I hate predicting first, <laughs> which is the downside to this. So uh, first and foremost, I'm going to put my £2 for the next couple of games or so uh, into the pot. Uh, and I will go with, for the crew game, hmm, I don't... 
Sorry, no, I'm I'm I need the points. <laughs> I'm gonna go for a three-one loss. I, I don't see us beating Crew. Crew are a good technical side. Yes, we've improved, but I don't think we've improved that much. We also um, more than matched them under Dempster. So. Yeah, we did, but we never be we never do well against Crew at home. No, We're not doing well at home this season. Um, I'm going with a three-one loss. Nathan, you've got these uh, the most amount of points so far. We'll take your two pounds off you and put it in the uh, pound prediction pot. Uh, your prediction for Crew, please. I am uh, gonna go for a two-one defeat. Two-one defeat. Cam, come on then. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go with one nil win. You're going with a one nil win. He's backing us for a clean sheet as well. I the league leaders. A, I think brave. Bottom. Yeah, but it's also that time of season where the teams lower down always seem to stuff the the teams up there at the top. Maybe there's some twisted season. logic to yeah, that somewhere. Decent shout. Possibility. Uh, go on then, Cam. Seeing as you're you're behind, I'll give you the opportunity to predict first for the Salford game. Uh, what are you going to go for for Salford away? Never played at Salford either. So no, let's, never. First time visit there. Let's uh, let's go for that one. Salford in midweek. Uh, mm, 2-1 win. 2-1 win. Nathan. I'm toying between two different uh, scores now. Um, I'm going to go for a 2-2 draw. Ooh, 2-2 draw. I'm going to back us to win at Salford. Mind you, though, now. Oh, no. This is difficult because every time we've had a midweek game, we've always struggled. Especially away from home. Yep. This is oh no. And it's off the back of a uh, tough oh, game against yeah. a good football inside. What a Salford! What a Salford like at the minute? Average. Mid table. Mid table. Now I'm going to back us. No, I'm going to be brave. I'm going to back us. Now I'm going to go for a two nil win. I'm going for a two nil win in that game. We will see how we get on next Thursday uh, on the show for the fans by the fans. Will Cam? close the gap will Nathan uh, extend his lead or will I uh, catch up with him we'll wait and see at uh, this time next week one thing is guaranteed though um, because we've all predicted different things none of us we're not going to get like me and Nathan are both not going to get a point on the same game so it'd be interesting a uh, little bit of housekeeping as well um, because the boys have seen it I'm going to I'm going to share it with you in the pound prediction game last five games of the season the pressure is going to ramp up because we've got some special uh, things to play in this. I'm going to give myself and, and the boys the opportunity to try and close the gap with points. In the last five games of the season, they can only use these once. They will have a double chance and a triple chance. Double chance, you pay £2 if you get the the correct outcome. As in, if you say 2-2 two, two draw and it's a 2-2 two, two draw, you will get two points and not one. Same goes with three. three pounds in, three points if you get it right. And we'll also have... An outcome extra time incentive plus 50p in the pound prediction pot. You'll get an extra point if you get the outcome of the game right, aka win, lose, or draw. It doesn't matter about the score. So if you get, uh, say, if you say it's a, a one, a two nil win, and we win one nil, you still get a point. Do we understand? Yeah. Nath, do you understand? Not happy about what it, are oh, you? Yeah. What if so? Well, no, you're stitching me up here so you can try and catch up. I know oh, exactly what's going on. Yes, but. But Is it that what, plain what, to see? <laughs> what happens if it's uh, you pay the extra 50p and it's uh, you get the score right? You get an extra points? Yes. Yes. So you get two points? Yes. Yes. Like it. Yeah, so, oh, so you've come round to the idea now, haven't you? Yeah, just because I can extend my lead a little bit more. Well, there you go. Point. It's all good. Uh, 
uh, in the comments, Clive says, attention, spelling police announcement. Craig has, the letter, has a letter L missing from the solely on the rolling banner. That rolling banner has been the same since September. So why has nobody <laughs> noticed that and why have I not noticed it? Um, and I probably will forget to change it for next week as well. Uh, Roger says 2-2 draw against Crewe, 2-2 against Salford. Uh, Clive says Tuna win in both matches. Optimistic. Optimistic. A uh, little bit. Uh, let's have a little bit of a quick chat about the two games. Then two very different challenges. Crew will be a massively different test to what uh, Northampton will be. A very technical uh, test. Nath, uh, good side this season. Never really do well against them at home. But on the back of that win at Northampton, could we see a little bit of Mansfield magic? It would be nice. I mean, we haven't. I think we've only achieved back-to-back wins once this season, haven't we? So. Uh, and obviously that was under John Dempster, so we haven't done that under Cochrane yet. So I think he'll be be determined and, and desperate to to get that. Um, I'm hoping that the, the players will be taking a bit of confidence at a Northampton win, uh, and and we'll take that into the game. But as um, as we've said, it's a very very different um, different outfit. They're going to have a lot of the ball. Uh, we're going to have to be really on it <coughs> defensively, and we're probably not going to get many chances. So when we do get them, we've really got to take them. So. It'll be it'll be an interesting, uh, interesting, you know, game, and and I think ta- tactically will dictate. It'll be a very tactical game, so depending on how we set up and how we react, I think that that'll um, you know go for a lot. And then Salford on Tuesday, Cam a two-one defeat at home earlier in the season. What are you expecting uh, from that one? I guess it will all depend on how well we come through uh, that game on Saturday. I think one thing which perhaps will go for us is the fact that we've got players now we can pick from we've not just got we've not got x amount of injuries we can change it up and freshen it up in the areas we perhaps need to going into that one and your likes of mcdonald coming back in maybe hayden white uh, and players like that as well i'll say before we talk about the software game i'm positive we'll win against crew i can i can i can put money on it that we'll win no you have you put pan because on it. well he hasn't because i'm not gonna be well, there no he hasn't has he not yet well no, no. but i'm not gonna be at the game <laughs> oh that's so, why we've won, so yeah. i think i think we'll win because i'm not here I yeah. Might change my prediction now. Can't mate. No. <laughs> it's already there now. You can lose if you want to change your prediction. You can lose all four, all five points. Oh, no, I'm alright thanks. <laughs> but yeah, I think we'll win it. Uh, win against Crew because I'm not there. It's just like the third home game we'll miss this season, which is really annoying. But... What were the other two home games you missed this season? Uh, Oldham, one six one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Fluke. Bradford. Forest Green. Forest Green at home. Where did we play? Four three loss. Four three last minute. So you know it's either or, isn't it? So law of averages says draw, doesn't it? Yeah, but average uh, like like total goal scored is a win, an aggregate score. Yeah, it's only because we got stupid against Oldham. Two red cards. Yeah, but I think we'll win anyway. But Salford logic. mm, Salford is a different one because it is a ground we've we've never we've never ever been to before. they're going to be what uh, the mid table. Have they got any chance of getting playoffs? Or they got an outside they, chance? An outside very chance. bleak outside chance. But it's uh, this season for them will have been about consolidating and building for the future, wouldn't it? Oh, definitely. So the debut season in the league. So why not just go and ruin party? Why not? We'll go and win somewhere new. Hundred percent record. It's That's what we're going to aim for. Written all over. Oh yeah. It has got drab nil nil written all over it. Uh, we will talk about it next Thursday at seven o'clock. Make sure you join us on facebook.com forward slash MCFC Matters, where I think, boys, we'll keep with this new audio set. What do you think? It's worked quite well, hasn't it, tonight? Yeah. It feels more radio. We feel more professional, which is weird. 
Because that doesn't <laughs> suit us whatsoever, does it? No, no, we never have been. Probably never will. Probably never will be. Yeah. Uh, as always, thank you very much at home for watching. Really appreciate your uh, your views and, of course, um, your um, your comments and your shares and all of the things in between as well. Catch up on all of the Mansfield Matters podcasts, the ones with players and all the things like that on our website at mtfcmatters.co.uk where you can also see stats and reports and blogs and all the things uh, whatever to keep you entertained throughout the rest of the week obviously no podcast this thursday because it's tuesday and we're all busy on thursday but if you get lucky and if i get the time we might have a bit of special content which is new ish it's not new it, it'll be old but uh we'll potentially be bringing you something on thursday if i have the time to sort it out for you uh thanks very much as always for watching and listening and sharing um, this is the show for the fans, by the fans. Why, Mr. Edge? Because Mansfield matters. It certainly, certainly does. Until next time, Nathan's off to cry in a corner because of Amari Sterling James. Are you going to watch Kettering on Saturday? Sorry, just to, I, I was going to end there. I just realised I need to ask this question. Are you now going to watch Kettering on Saturday? I'll, I'll, have, a, I'll, I'll have one eye on the results. Amari, Patrick, it's <laughs> happening. Called it now, Nathan. Uh, Cam, what are you doing? So are you off up to? Where are you off on Saturday? Where are you ditching us? Uh, Thursday night, I go to Belfast. So I'm I'm going for the ice hockey. Uh, uh, Saturday afternoon, I think I'm going to Linfield versus Lane in the uh, Irish Premiership. I think Linfield are top of the league at the minute. So. Things have that things have got that bad. What is happening? <sighs> I'm going to have to end it there because that is just absolutely mental. Just, just, just before you do, uh, if anybody are you is... going to well, hang on a minute, are no, you no, going to plug? Are you going to plug your business? Because I... no, no, it's a charity. Oh no, of oh, yeah, course, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, I'll yeah. let you have it. Yeah. Shocking, shocking. Yeah, if anybody, I forgot. It's been a while. Terrible. If anybody uh, fancies joining us on on Saturday before the match, we are doing a walk for Prostate Cancer UK. Great uh, course. Organised uh, by my dad, Mick Edge. So <coughs> you should be able to find the God. information on the Mansfield. Uh, mansfieldtown.net um, but yeah we're doing a charity walk it's uh, 90 minutes plus added time uh, from four different locations north, east, south and west of the Wonkor Stadium uh, we are doing that it's £10 for entry registration which all goes to the charity uh, and yeah it's just before the match a few, well, quite a few people have signed up already so it should be a great great day uh, yeah, walk into the walk to the ground. So yeah, well, if you fancy uh, join us, please do. Absolutely, if you you know if you do want to join, get in touch with Nathan, whatever. We'll if you tweet the link, we'll retweet it on our Twitter. Have a look at that on there uh, as well. Uh, and you don't just you don't have to walk it either. You can do other things. My dad's doing it on a mobility scooter because he's so yeah, he's actually getting involved. And I've just Did, realised I didn't I've even played, know that. Yeah, he's, he's getting involved. I don't know which location he's going for. A lot of the football and community walking footballers are. Get involved with uh, with it as well. So fantastic cause! I hope it raises lots of uh, lots of money as well. And uh, you know, people, if you can get behind it, please do go and support it. As I say, a uh, absolutely fantastic, uh, fantastic cause. So uh, so yeah, I don't quite know how to end this now. I don't, I, it sort of took a. Sorry, I've a, taken you. I know. Out you, out. Yeah. Well, not taking my moment. It's just <laughs> I've, I've gone off. I've, what I was going to say is absolutely gone out of my head. I'll say. I'm just going to say, even though I'm not actually going to be here, I will still do the walk. Um, I think, yeah, I figured out a location I'm going to walk from. Uh, so it's it's 90 minutes plus added time, which being Stags has been a lot this season. Uh, stupid amount of injury time this season. Uh, so it's an hour and 39 minutes to walk from Belfast Castle to Windsor Park. So I'm still gonna still gonna do the walk, 
after the 90 minutes plus. I'm not going to do the walk yeah, because, be, be, I mean, good on you for, for doing it in a different country. It's going to blame uh, work here, isn't it? Yeah, he's going to blame work. Whereas actually, kind we, we know it's just, just a bit lazy. I mean, last time it did nearly kill me from Chesterfield. Yeah, it did. Yeah. yeah true. Yeah, yeah. but it, it's not that bad. It's only walking. Well... Just, I'm not. I'm just, not. I'm just going to say. Look, up, we need to bring an end to, the, to up this. Up until year, a few I, years ago, you walked everywhere. Yeah, but now I've got a car, so it's great. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to do the work because I will be. I will be working, which actually leads me nicely on to say today actually is the EFL Day of Action um, on Mansfield Town Football and Communities Facebook and Twitter. There's been lots of great content uh, today. It's great because I made it. No, it's great because it is genuinely great content. Some great stories showcasing the work we do across the community, which is fantastic. Uh, a lot of the people doing Nathan's dad's walk on Saturday come from Football and Communities Walking Football Programme, which is great. Uh, it's great to see those all coming together and being able to do that. But also at Football and Community, and this is the reason that I'm not doing the walk on Saturday, um, we have our annual World Book Day pop-up bookshop. So if you have children who have got those World Book Day vouchers from school and you haven't used them yet, come to Football in the Community from 12.30 on Saturday. You can exchange those book tokens for one of 10 special World Book Day uh, titles. Um, and it's great. Get kids reading. It doesn't cost you anything. Often for children, it's the first book they will actually own and not borrow from school. It's great come down and do that also girls mascot day as well £100 for a girls uh, mascot package if you want to do that so if you've got a young uh, stag supporting girl uh, give us a call all the details are on our website etc uh, and get them involved with that come and join our match day club yada 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 I'm actually not doing the walk because I can't be bothered see you next time I'm joking, obviously. Good luck to all of you doing it. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.